you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked, locked, locked on. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On po- Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's uh, it's a little bit overcast. It's a little bit uh, dour outside. It's a little bit uh, droopy. And it's all because uh, we're not watching uh, defensive backs on the field in Indy right now. Oh, we're not uh, watching people test and uh, do all the stuff. We're not hearing the stories out of St. Elmo's in uh, Indianapolis. We're just uh, we're kind of sitting here. Waiting for the draft to happen and and just you know sifting through whatever information we get uh, to to try to you know get some good football information. But but you know we're moving forward. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's us surviving this the best way we can. And 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 if it's just the combine that we have to deal deal with losing this year, uh, I think we'll all survive. So what we're going to do today, Landon? I know no combine, but we do have pro days coming up. Yes. on Friday yeah. is the first uh, big pro day. We have Kansas's pro day. Uh, Puka Williams, shout out. Day three, you're running back. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about what numbers matter in terms of testing because if you go on Twitter over the next two months, you're going to see a ton of 40-yard dash times, three cones, all, all of these numbers out there. And if you aren't familiar with what they are or how to use them properly, that's what today's show is. We're going to go position by position, the number that matters the most for each position group. Landon, let's start with quarterbacks. Probably the one position in which the testing numbers and the athletic numbers don't matter all that much. But is, is there one number that you like to pay attention to it, it, when it comes to quarterbacks? You know, doing these athletic drills. You know, I think you can get. You know, there's not a lot. You know, honestly, the athletic testing with with quarterbacks is. You know, it's it's not as useful. It's because the the skill set and what they're required to do and, and is really a lot between their ears and and a lot of it's just. You know, not not easily quantifiably athletically. You know, so it's. I think you can get a look at. Uh, uh, the three cone drills and you could try to extrapolate that out as to whether that person has good pocket presence or, you sure. know, you could look at the 40 times and, and see, you know, oh, okay, this guy has a good 10 yard split and maybe he can run a little bit. But I think ultimately you're, you're not, you're certainly, if you're basing your, your picks solely on, on combine testing quarterback is the position you're probably going to do the worst at, you know, I will will say though, I've, I've changed my opinion a little bit on this in recent years. It's not, I'm not drafting a guy because they're going to run in the four fives, but I'm starting just to cross off guys that run in the five O's. I just, sure. If you don't have the athleticism to make any plays in the pocket and your name isn't, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, you're probably going to struggle, right? We've seen a lot of quarterbacks over recent years with this. I think Dwayne Haskins is a really good example, right? He's pretty good in the pocket in terms of passing, but if there's any kind of pressure, just didn't have the the mobility to get outside and make plays. So it's not – you don't have to run a blazing 40, but I think I'm at the point now, Landon, I'm just not going to draft slow quarterbacks. I'm just done. 
And I think that brings us to a good part of our conversation on the, you know, the the way that we consume these numbers, right? Some of them are thresholds, right? Yes. Some of them are, I need you to at least get this minimum level. And then after that, I don't really care, you know, how good or bad you are at this, at, at just this hit the threshold. specific drill. Yes. You just need to hit the specific threshold to make sure that you're, you're meeting the minimum requirements in order to play in the NFL. And I think with the quarterbacks and a lot of these positions, honestly, especially skill positions where there is a lot of, skill involved you know actually earned a technique uh, i think a lot of them it's just about checking boxes making sure yes. that they uh, are meeting minimum requirements and quarterback i think is one of those as well uh, you know I, th- I i'm just going to mention it it's not so much my uh my standard but i do think that there is some value to it uh despite <laughs> a, a, quite a bit of backlash quarterback hand size you know sure, I, I don't sure. think it's absolutely irrelevant uh, i think that there is something to measuring these the, the hand size just to kind of get an idea of how well a quarterback is able to throw from multiple different platforms how able they're uh, well they're able to hold on to the football when that's there's the big a one for me hand like yeah. in the rain right these yep. big quarterbacks they can hold the ball in the rain or uh they can do the big play action you know throws yep. by themselves or pump fakes and all that kind of stuff i, I think that's where it does have value uh um, yeah, absolutely let's go ahead and move on to a different position how about my favorite position running backs uh what's the the threshold you're looking for here yeah, I think with running backs, it's it's a lot about their style, and that kind of to me dictates yes. uh, what what I'm looking for. You know, I think forty yard dash is obviously one that gets that gets measured a lot, and then it, the sub of that uh, ten yard split. Uh, and I think that there's also a value with with running backs in their twenties, uh, because the twenty yard split, because I think it shows kind of that 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 next gear, and and that's. Running back specifically, once they get to the second level, you want to see how they're are they accelerating to get to that that third gear to get mm-hmm. past uh, the second level linebackers and past the secondary. So I think those are valuable. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's something to uh, some of the more explosion drills, right? Like the uh, the, the broad, broad jump, jump and the vertical. yeah. Yep. I, I think that those show you a little bit of of kind of the the short area explosive explosiveness that the running backs have. And, and again, this is all seen through the context of, of the playing style of the, of the running back themselves. Yeah. You're yeah. really just kind of confirming, okay, this guy is a power explosive back. I really just need him to run like a four, five, five, right. Or, you know, because I, I know what kind of back he is. He's a difficult to tackle guy. Okay. This is a, this is a change of pace guy. Who's going to be receiving back. I need speed. So I kind of want to confirm that this guy is, really running at a, a, a 40 time that is uh you know that that it looks like it fits with the the game tape that you see right, when you watch right. him on film so that's really kind of where i'm at with running backs yeah I, i'm with you i, I like to look at the weight adjusted times right because yeah. if a guy is running if you have two running backs and they're both running four five oh the one that's doing it 240 pounds is significantly more impressive than the guy doing it at 195 pounds right yep. so if you're one of these scat backs as you mentioned and you're 195 pounds I expect you to run in the you know four fours or the upper four fours, and if you're 230 pounds and you run in the four six, but you play really physical and you're a violent between the tackle runner, I really don't care. It's not that big of a deal. So it all yep. depends on your weight and your playing style. I agree. What about wide receiver, Landon? Because this is a really interesting one, and I've actually changed my thoughts quite a bit on this one over the last couple of years. But what numbers are you looking for at wide receiver? 
I think wide receiver is a lot is similar to, to running back for me in the sense that, uh, you know, it's kind of viewed through the, their game, right? Like, I, I think 40 times are important. I think, you know, 10 yard splits are important. Uh, 20, the 20s are important. Vertical is important, if, especially if you want to know exactly how this player is going to perform down the field be in the vertical game if they have to get up. Uh, you know, and again, that that is all seen through the lens of, 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 you know, what kind of wide receiver they are. Is it a Des Bryant type that you're going to be throwing back shoulders to and, and jump balls to? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to get a vertical jump on that guy. Is this a guy that is supposed to be a, a, a catch and uh, run type play that you're just trying to get the ball in his hands, like a 2-2 Atwell or, or someone like that with some speed that you're just sure. trying to get the ball and, and, and yak it up? Those guys, you probably are more concerned about, you know, their their forty times their speeds, uh, and and then for other guys who, you know, you see a silky smooth route runners who you see them separate on tape against uh, cornerbacks. A lot of it, I'm looking at those guys with more of a, a threshold eye, right? Like more of a okay. I've seen this guy separate against top cornerbacks in college football. That's pretty good evidence that he can do what it's necessary to get open uh, at the next level. Now I need to confirm that this guy has the requisite speed, the minimum requisite speed to survive in the NFL, uh, even if speed isn't a large part of their game. I agree. I, to me, it's all about thresholds, right? I can live with the receiver running a four-five-five. It's not that big of a deal for me anymore because we've seen in the NFL – athleticism great athleticism doesn't translate to great production as long as you're not a bad athlete i'm fine and again it's obviously going to depend on styles if you have a 180 pound receiver and he's running in the four five fives i'll be a little bit concerned and it matters with how they win as you mentioned but to me as long as you're hitting those thresholds and there's not one glaring number that's you know just awful I'm fine. I don't I don't really care too much about wide receiver testing. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, what about offensive line? Because I do think this is one of the more indicative ones. And to me, I'll go ahead and start. It's the 20-yard shuttle. The 20-yard right? shuttle. Yeah, yeah. because – what that 20-yard shuttle shows is your quick movement skills. And for offensive linemen, you have to be able to mirror. And I think we've seen time in and time out over the last decade, the guys that post really good 20-yard shuttles end up becoming the best offensive linemen in the NFL because they can stay in front of their defenders. So that's a number that I'm looking at. Typically, you want what those to be in the 4-2 the range, I believe, Landon. I think that sounds right. Yeah, four two, four threes. Uh, you know, I, I think for me, it's this is just indicative of where offensive linemen are nowadays in the NFL. They have to face the best athletes on the field usually in the, in the defensive linemen, and and it's and the other thing about it too is that it's such a wide variety of of athletes too at the defensive line position. So mm. uh, you clearly, as an offensive lineman, you know there's a type you you have you probably need to be above six two. I mean, depending on what what off what position you're playing. 
playing, right? Yes, Especially on yes. the outside, you should probably be above six four, uh, and you should probably be above three hundred pounds. Or you know, if you're not two hundred ninety pounds, if you're two hundred ninety pounds, you better be an incredible athlete. But I yeah. think the twenty yard yeah. shuttle shows you uh, when you have those kind of bodies out there running. It shows you which one of those guys can really move, which one can really change directions, which one can lower their hips, have the flexibility to kind of shift all that weight and use it to kind of get back and forth. You know, outside of that, uh, I think, you know, people will talk about arm length. Uh, people talk about hand size. I, I, think, I think they're overrated for sure. I think it's it's good information to know exactly, uh, again, through the context of, of how they play, right? Like if, yeah. if, if they're trying to win with, with long arms and locking out and they have bad length, uh, length that's not going to make it in the NFL, that would be a red flag for me, right? Like, cause I don't think he's going to be able to win that way in the NFL. Now I'm not just going to totally eliminate a guy who I see dominating on the college level just because he does, he has 32 and three quarters inch arms, you know? So right, right, uh, right. I, I, and beyond the fact that there's the, a large, Large margin of error, especially this year with those measure, those kind of measurements. Uh, I, I think that you know it's it's a lot about what you see them do on tape and and how do those numbers promote your faith that they will be able to do that same thing in the NFL. Do you know what we don't care about, Landon? Is bench press in forty time, right? Nope, doesn't matter nope. to me at all because bench press is not a measure. And the way that the NFL does it at 225, a measure of how strong a player is, no. it's how well their stamina stamina is, right? And sometimes how Endurance. strong their arms are. Yeah, right? and technique. I mean, you know, really all it tells you is 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 this guy in the weight room a lot. And, yeah. and 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 all these guys should be in the weight room a lot. So that's not really super us, pertinent information, really. But it doesn't tell us which players have functional strength because you no. can have weight room strength, and that's great. I mean, obviously we want to see high numbers, but it doesn't always translate to the field of being a dominating blocker. And uh, vice versa, if a guy has, you know, if he's only putting up 17 reps, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not a dominating blocker on the field. So that's why – you can kind of throw out that bench press number. It really doesn't mean a lot. And same goes to 40. It's really cool to see these guys running sub five 40 yard dashes because it just reminds us how big of freaks of nature they are, but it doesn't really translate to NFL success. They're almost never going to be running uh, 40 yards unless it's an absolute highlight of their career or absolute low light of their career. Yes. Yes. If they're chasing an interception back, that's the only time they're going to be doing it. But uh, shout, shout out to Larry Allen, by the shout way, shout out to Larry Allen. We always have to bring him up. Uh, how about the defensive line? And I think these might differ a little bit for edge rushers. Typically we're looking for on the edge. We're looking for the three cone, right? The guys that can bend yep. uh, the 10 yard split is incredibly important. What about for defensive tackles? Uh, what are we looking there? You know, I, I still like the 10-yard split a lot. I, I think, you know, we talk about uh, – you, you mentioned it before, weight-adjusted speed. I think that's an important thing for burst, especially when you're talking about how uh, large they are. I, I am more uh, uh, fascinated by uh, measurements, athletic measurements on the defensive side of the ball than I am on the offensive side. I would agree, yes. Because I mean, you're I think more you're, reactionary, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. You're, you're yeah. way more reliant on your athleticism. And I think that, I mean, I, I don't have a study here, and, I, and I'm, I'm just speaking off of off the cuff, but I would assume that if you did a study, that athleticism is much more related to production on the defensive side of the ball yeah. than it is on the offensive side of the ball because the skill set that is required to play on the offensive side of the ball can make up for a lot of the athleticism problems. And like you mentioned, defense is so much more reactive. So uh, I think for defensive tackles, 
you know, uh, <laughs> defensive tackle is such a difficult position because there's been so many guys over the years that have gone to the NFL Combine and just put on a show. And, and just like showed athleticism in the combine that is salivating for GMs. Mm-hmm. These guys get drafted and they're not, you know, they, they, they work out like Tarzan, but, but play like Jane, you know? And, and I think that that's, uh, you've seen that over and over again, that athleticism at the defensive tackle position, though good to have, if you have a good player is not the defining factor of what makes you a good defensive tackle. No, that, you're correct. It does not make you a good defensive tackle. But I will say this, Landon, almost all of the good defensive tackles in the NFL do have that elite athleticism. And sure. th- it, that's one of the things we are seeing, whether it's Aaron Donald, whether it's Fletcher Cox or Gerald McCoy or Geno Atkins. Uh, I, I can think of a million of these guys that just tested phenomenally at the NFL Combine. And it's not surprising they're really good in the NFL, but I do agree with you. It's a it's a threshold, right? If you are a good athlete, that's exactly what we want to see. But we're not overdrafting great athletes. We're just crossing off bad athletes. I think that's yeah. the way to go here. You got to cross reference the the tape with the with the with the combine numbers, with the, the testing numbers here, especially more than anything else. If 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 the athleticism that you see on tape shows up in the testing and and vice versa, Correct. then you feel confident about taking the guy at whatever spot you're taking him. If there's a discrepancy there, that's when you start sweating that pick because you're like, well, that's not the guy I see on, see on tape every week. And and is that does that mean that he's learned since then and that he's gotten better, or does that mean that he just went to Exos and spent four months getting really, <laughs> really good at running a 40-yard dash. Yeah, uh, this is where I would say you also you want to cross, you know, examine the the athleticism with the college production, right? If, yes. if a player has the production and the athleticism that you want, and they both hit those thresholds, now we're talking about some fun prospects. Unfortunately, yeah. Landon, I've got a feeling uh, at the defensive tackle position, especially this year, we're yeah. not going to have very many of those guys that hit both of those uh, those markers. So it's going to be a, a rough class. Just one more quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com what about at linebacker because again this is another one where i've changed in, in over the last decade i thought athleticism doesn't matter as much as long as you have the instincts and you're a really good tackler but i think we're starting to see some of those linebackers phased out in favor of guys with speed how important is the 40 yard dash when it comes to linebackers in today's nfl yeah, I think I think the ten yard is especially especially uh, valuable, uh, you know. And I, I the the twenty yard shuttle is is really valuable there as well as well as the uh, the three cone just to kind of get an idea of what kind of how these guys move. You know, I think with linebackers still it's threshold. You know, it, it, of all the positions that I think still heavily can rely on instinct and technique uh, on the defensive side of the ball, linebacker to me is still one where 
if you have instincts, it can make up with a lot of of, of make up a lot of the athleticism. Sure. If, if you're lacking there, uh, because your processor can go quicker, that can give you an extra step or two that that the maybe more athletic but less instinctual linebacker uh, would get, uh, and that gets you going in the right direction a step sooner. So I think there is something to uh, there still being uh, uh, an instinctual element that is important. But I do agree that that the I would just say that the threshold really for linebacker athleticism has started to creep up because the athleticism on the other side of the ball has started to creep up. You can't have a, uh, you know, a six, five, 260 pound middle linebacker anymore uh, that, that, you know, they can't cover. That's just not a guy that you can play on the, on the field anymore. So, um, and, and, and you start to see that even the bigger guys in the league now are like 250, 245. Like those, that's a big, huge linebacker. Well, now. and so, that's, we, we're going to have this conversation a different day, but Zayvon Collins is, you know, really an old school linebacker from Tulsa, right? Six, four, 260. And despite how good he is in college, I think some people are wondering, okay, what are you in the NFL today? If you run a four, six, five, because, we're looking now, look at the last couple linebackers drafted in the NFL. We've seen Isaiah Simmons run in the 4-3. Devin White and Devin Bush ran in the 4-4s. Four We're seeing these hyper-athletic, you know, speedy linebackers. And if you're a 4-6-5 guy at 260, what's your role in today's NFL? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I think a lot of – I mean, I, I, that's the only thing I can come up with when I look at his tape and I look at his size and I look at his skill set uh, is that – he's probably going to come in and, and test pretty impressively because he looks like an incredible athlete for a guy his size. All right, let's go ahead and transition over to defensive backs. Corners, easily, easily the most important position for 40-yard for dash time. I can show you the list, Landon, of every cornerback since 2000 that ran a 4-6-0, 40-yard dash or worse, and there's exactly two hits out of about 200 guys that ran that time. So 40 yards are important. Uh, four six is the absolute cutoff, but what is the number that we're really looking for here at cornerback? Yeah, like four 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 three. I mean, you, you want speed at cornerback. Cornerback is probably the one position more than anything else that athleticism is the most important, and and all this testing is super super, uh, you know indicative of their of their likelihood to perform in the NFL. Um, I, I think that. Yeah, there is some skill that's required, obviously, at the position. There is other skill sets, including toughness and strength, that that are required. But a lot of what you're doing is just mirroring uh, athletes who know what they're doing and you don't. So you have to have Mm -hmm. the kind of athleticism to – mirror them to keep up with them to get behind them and then catch up with them if that's if that's the case. Uh, And so, forty time, ten yard split. Uh, three cone uh, vertical broad jump all of them i think you know you can take all of them and and kind of get a good picture of what kind of athlete you're getting at the cornerback position uh and then you you you, you, you almost kind of cornerback is one of the only positions where you almost can kind of work backwards to a large degree yeah, you know because you, really you need to you need to have a threshold and and and, and you, you know there are guys out there that you can take risks at that are close to that threshold if you want but I think you know smart NFL teams just are going to avoid them all altogether because it's just a very low hit rate on people 
uh, that are playing cornerback that are unathletic. So I think for for a lot of people, they look at uh, you know the kind of consensus guys that are coming out. They check out their athleticism, and mm-hmm. then they make sure that the tape isn't just you know glaring with with uh, bad technique. Uh, and and if you have good solid technique and that kind of athleticism, even if your technique needs some development <laughs> at the yeah. next level, yeah. uh, you're going to get taken high if you've got the requisite athleticism, the height, the weight, the speed. Uh, if if you can have some mirroring skills, even if your hand technique, even if your footwork isn't great, you'll probably get taken in the NFL draft and someone will try to take uh, develop you into a starting corner. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it time and time again in the last decade, right? Guys that are great athletes with bad tape still get taken high because there's just not that guy, many guys that are six foot two or six foot 200 pounds that have 32 inch arms and run in the four threes. There's only so many of those humans on the earth. Yep. So teams are collecting them, hoping that they can teach them how to play cornerback. Uh, I would say the same same general philosophies apply to safeties now because most teams are, you know, cover two or cover three, and you're having at least one safety back in coverage. Those guys got to be able to run and change direction, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the, the flavor of safety that you're going to play really depends on what type of athletic thresholds you're you're trying to meet, right? If you're a box sure. safety, uh, it's completely different type of uh, athletic skill set than a uh, single safety high, you know, and I think if you're going into a, a large cover two, a, a lot of cover two, uh, if you're going to a system that where they run a lot of uh, split safeties, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that you need to have the same sort of athleticism that you would, that would be required of you. Right. If you are going to be playing a bunch of topper, a bunch of a uh, single safety high, if you're that guy back there by themselves, if you're that guy, you need to be able to run, Four four probably under uh, to to be able to cover both hashes and get all the way across the field on either side. Or you better uh, have incredible instincts. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Instincts, instincts is the other other yeah. route there, and and it's kind of that sliding scale of do they have enough instincts m- mixed with the athleticism to do the job? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that you know it's it's not maybe quite as cut and dry as cornerback is, but athleticism is still obviously incredibly important mm-hmm. for defensive backs overall because you're reacting to what's happening in front of you, right? You're having to match these receivers on the outside. You can't have a slow corner or slow safety matched up against, you know, Calvin, or excuse me, DK Metcalf or Travis Kelsey. Uh, you, you need guys back there that have some athleticism. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that we helped you with this pro day process. And with all these numbers, we're going to be breaking down all the pro days over the next two months. Uh, so make sure you're downloading, subscribing to the Locked On Cowboys podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.